everybody, welcome back to Biblical Ramblings. Uh, this is Morrison. We got the whole group here again this time. Yeah. Uh, if everybody wants to give their names or if they don't. In social security? Okay. Uh, This is Dominic, and it's uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. That was a good one. I'm Delaney. Oh, hi, I'm Kylie. Hi, I'm Chantel. I'm Jay. Everybody knows me. (laughs) I'm Katie. Uh, Doing another group recording. Jehu and I want to talk about hope as a subject, so I felt like hope was one that would be good to get a lot of people's opinions on, um, from both genders or multi-genders, depending on what you are, but hope is uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Um, honestly, I'm not sure how to start this podcast, if you don't know how to do it. Oh, we started Oh, <laughs> well, you can't tell how to start it? We started. Sorry, sorry. Huh. Yeah, we started, but I mean, like, with what? You didn't know how to start uh, the subject. Yeah. What's well, all the fine hope? Yeah, again. Uh, Jay, you start. So for me, I guess hope is the promise that things are going to be okay, even when they're not going okay at the moment. I get that's how I would define it. Um, I would say, like, I agree with that. I usually say hope in the context of, like, this is my last hope or this is my only hope. So I think I look at it a lot in, like, if this doesn't work, like, I'm in a lot of trouble. So this, this like, has to work. It brings me hope. I feel like I mostly agree with Jacob that wow. it's just... I agree with you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your friendship will be okay. <laughs> like that. I think just having faith, even when things aren't going right. Um, I'm not actually sure what I define hope as. Um, that's kind of the reason I wanted to have one of these talks is I used to say hope is for fools. Like hope to me just seemed like wishing without action. Um, but over the last couple of years, I've started to see a lot of things differently. So I'm not entirely sure what hope is at the moment. I don't know if we actually need to pass it around. Yeah, I think we just keep it over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did. Oh. <laughs> you know, we just wanted to share a lot. Um, yeah, I would just say that hope is... It's an understanding that we are not in control, but that God is. Uh, yeah, I would say hope is, a lot of people think of hopeless, hopelessness, uh, hope, hopefulness as a, an optimistic perspective that it'll be okay at some point. And to some degree, I can understand that. I think it's more along the lines of we know that God has redeemed us and that God has the afterlife for us, and that we know no matter what happens on earth, this is very temporary, that we do at least know where our end goal is. So I guess it's optimistic in the sense that we know the end, but I think it can still be a rather uh, negative thing in the sense of you still have to go through all the suffering on earth. You just know exactly where you're going to end up, so you just know I at least have this to look forward to. Um, I think hope is kind of what you guys have all kind of already touched on, but I, I, I kind of see it as almost like a little bit of a motivation to, like if you're applying for a new job, you hope that you get that job. So you have the motivation to keep interviewing and to keep putting yourself out there, like in that instance, or like things like that. So I feel like there's different scales of hope. There's I hope that the coffee shop is still open that I want to go to. And there's, I am putting my hope and faith into God for eternity. Like, (laughs) I really think there's different, like, baskets and little parts of hope that are kind of scattered.
better throughout our lives. Yeah. And I love, I love that because this is already drastically different than what I usually hear hope as. Hope, as I mentioned, I used to say it's for fools, but when I saw people talking about hope, it, it was basically like, like you said, I hope I get this job. Well, did you actually prep for the interview? Did you actually do anything? No. I just kind of went and talked to them. Like, but then that's, like, what is that then? So I it's think, interesting to hear all these different views. I think that's where it kind of goes into what Dominic was saying is, like, just blind optimism of just, like, oh, yeah, I hope this works out. But I feel like, yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, I think that's where that aspect of hope can come into play of just, oh, like, I'm just going to hope it happens and we'll see. But like, I feel like it also, you can also put in work. That's kind of the hard part with having Western culture largely being dominated by like Christian heritage. Uh, like C.S. Lewis kind of talked about it with the term pride. Like we always think like, oh, well, if pride's a sin, I can't even say that I'm proud of my son. Like, well, no, you've just adopted it in the colloquial sense of saying, I have a very warm admiration for something that someone's doing. Not that you have actual pride. We've just now abused the term in a different degree. And I think hope has gone through the same process of we have biblical hope, knowing exactly what God has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. And we've now just turned it into, well, everything's going to be okay in the end. And it gets into that uh, very American Christian, like toxic positivity of, well, God's going to always give you another day until he doesn't and he, yeah. like things happen and uh, oh oh God's going to bless me one day he's going to give me a nice big mansion unless that's not what he needs you to have and I think it just kind of gets into this vicious cycle of we've had so much of the Bible be adulterated by different forms of revival different forms of religious abuse that even terms that seem so simple like hope have largely just been bastardized and we don't really have the biblical sense as our main definition. Mm -hmm. That does tie into what we were... I was looking at the definition of hope earlier and we were talking about that the main definition that's used today is a belief that something will happen a certain way um, or the faith that it will happen a certain way, but we were talking about the archaic term and it was um, more of a, the ability to trust something. And so that what you're saying there makes more sense in an archaic sense, which I think more biblical sense. If I'm thinking the Old Testament, they basically had a contract between the Jews and God. So if you're talking about hope in the sense that you trust, that would actually make a lot more sense to me because they're trusting that that contract is going to be fulfilled and that they are going to get their after. So the word being bastardized actually kind of makes sense to me. Um, the direction I would take the question then is do you guys think currently hope is a feeling or is it more of a mental state of mind or is it more just a belief? Like when you're hopeful for something, are like you joyful about it, or is it more just? Are we talking in the biblical sense or the colloquial sense? Either. Okay. For me, I feel like it's more of a feeling of anxiety. Anxiety. Interesting. I am. I feel like in most cases, like if you're hoping for something, that means that there's a chance that you're not going to get it. So, mm -hmm. like to me, I feel like that. I'm also. Think of person by nature, but I think that that is kind of half of what I view hope as sometimes, I like as like a feeling in that sense. Because I mean, again, with the job interview, I'm hoping I get this job. I am anxious that I am not going to get it. Um, so I think it, as far as like a feeling of hope goes, regardless of how positive it is, there's still a hint of anxiety behind it for me because since you're hoping for it, that's not a guarantee that you're going to get it. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I like that. I've never heard hope before. 
described as if you type the Yeah, What about anybody else? Like just a blind is it like a faith? Is there a feeling you get with it? Is it just a sense of motivation? I would say for me it's like motivation to keep going. Just because things aren't working out right now doesn't mean they're not going to. But I think I, I had to tie it to my faith a lot more than I used to. Because I think I used to just hope for things to happen instead of like, well, if it doesn't happen, I should still be content about it. And then that mentality kind of helped me out a lot too, to connect both my hope and my faith. Yeah, for me, it's more faith. I feel like not, I don't really feel it. I'm mostly just like, I just like, I feel like I'm just surviving a lot. So my faith is like, God, like you have to like help me get to a place like that I need or like, like that I need to be at. So if I didn't have that faith aspect, I probably would go crazy. So that would be probably my motivation as well. I'm looking at it different now. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's more like my interpretation of it is it is it's the action um it's you know going back to the the analogy of a job interview it's we have hope that god will give us a job we have faith that god's going to give us a job mm -hmm. but we put that hope in still getting up and applying to jobs yeah. still getting up and showing up to interviews um still getting up and bringing your resume to places like I see I see hope as like the actionable part of faith so that even though like we know we have faith that God is going to take care of us we put our hope in doing the things that we think is going to accomplish that and knowing that God has the rest I like that. yeah that's these are all I came into this like like I said not really knowing anything I only have what I learned growing up from common people, um, non-religious people. I'm not sure how to phrase that. Um, so this is all very interesting and new to me, everything you guys are saying. Like the whole hope is partially anxiety. I have never even considered that. So I'm really enjoying this. Um, I guess my next question would be, does God give you hope? Does faith give you hope? Or is hope something that's stronger with faith or without it? Well, if we're going through the biblical sense, I would say that God definitely gives you hope. Because again, it's the trust that he's going to continue to keep on doing what he has done and what he's proven to us. Even though he tells us in Deuteronomy, like, do not test God. Like, don't try to prove a point by trying to get me to do something for you. He still decides to prove to us every single day in his own ways of, look what I've done over here, look what I've done here, look what I've done in the past, or look what I'm doing now, look what I'm telling you I'm going to do in the future. So in that sense, God definitely does give me hope, and I think it is stronger with faith. But if you're talking in the colloquial sense, it is the weakest thing possible. It is kind of like you've been saying, like, just wishful thinking. It kind of gets into that whole new age idea of manifesting something. It's like, well, if I just think about it really, really hard, it has to happen because my aura is just going to really put it into that. It's, it's completely farcical. There's nothing that actually is the basis of non-religious hope. It's just, if I think about it really hard, it's just going to magically happen. And it makes absolutely no sense. Manifesting... That's the perfect word for yeah. what I'm trying to describe. Like that. I remember at one point some guy was telling me that I have to manifest I'll win the lottery. And I'm like, but I never bought a ticket. How am I going to win it if I never bought a ticket? Like, that's not just a matter of hoping. And they pull yeah, out yeah. the Wayne Gretzky quote. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Wasn't like, that Michael Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I actually really love the mindset of manifestation. I feel like it's for people who don't have a relationship with God, it's their way of praying. Because, like, instead of being like, God, could you please 
give this to me, they get in their mindset and think like, okay, if I think I already have the thing, then like I'm putting it out in the world that I'm going to get that pain. And it's not like, you shouldn't just think and then not do anything. People that really believe in manifesting are also going to be like, I'm going to apply to jobs. I'm not just going to like imagine that I have the job and then get the job. I have to put in work. So I feel like it's people like kind of acknowledging that prayer works without having that connection to God. Because when you do talk to God and like ask him to be with you and give you strength and like make you feel calm in that interview so you can answer all the questions right. Like it's, it's very similar. I was going to say kind of the same thing because I've like, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like the whole idea of people who do manifestation or they'll be like, I'm just putting it out into the universe. And I'm like, that's prayer. Like you may call it the universe and I call it God, but like what you are doing right there, you are asking for something. You are praying for something. And like, a lot of times people will do these things like, oh, well, like the universe has got me. And I'm like, okay, God's got you. Like you, you use these, this word, the universe, and it is in almost a religious way, but you are just missing the point because what you are doing is having faith in the universe mm -hmm. instead of in God. Mm -hmm. And I just, I've noticed it a lot, like, and I, I keep picking up on little things like you see on social media and stuff like that, that people use these phrases that have a basis and foundation in faith in God, but they say, you know, the universe or like the stars or the auras, and I'm like, what you are doing is praying. Largely, kind of goes back to C.S. Lewis's uh, idea of where it doesn't necessarily make sense. It feels like an incomplete thought when people have the dualistic thinking of good versus evil energies in the world. Of well, I'm I'm just going to go and lean fully into the good energy. It's like okay, well, why are you leaning into the good energy? It's like well, because it's good. It's like okay, how do you know it's good? Like why do you know that good is good? And you should be following that instead of the bad energy. Like mm -hmm. if, if there's two energies, you would think that just by statistical properties, half of the people would be leaning into bad energy and the other half would be leaning into good. Like, well, I know that it's good energy because, like, we all want to be good. It feels good to be good. It's like, okay, but why? Because even if there is such thing as good and bad energy in the world, something would have had to create the energy to then tell you you inherently want to be good. No one's going out there thinking, I really want to make people upset. I really just hope for the worst for people, I hope that all these things are just absolutely terrible for everyone. Now, people might ultimately say, like, oh, well, we need to have, like, the fall of America, or we need to have the fall of X, Y, Z. They always have the good intention, though, of, like, well, we'll all be free, we'll all be better if this happens. It might be a bad energy, but I'm only going to use the bad energy, so that way we have more good energy afterward. Well, you're still leaning into the good, you're just doing it through bad methods, you're still ultimately saying, I want to feel good. You're just essentially missing the step with God. Like you're taking all the steps all the way up to say, like, I, I have full faith and hope in this all positive, all loving energy in the world. But also don't give me any of the baggage that comes with God of like actually having to watch my actions, actually have to think about what I'm thinking about, having to actually like change the way I act. I just want to lean into the good parts. I want all the benefits of religion and then all the benefits of atheism. And it's like, if you lean in good enough, then you're good. Yeah. yeah. I can say, um, uh, Tyler, your idea of manifesting something but also actually following it up with action, I can 100% get behind that for a non religious person. That makes sense to me. My issue would be for my life is that I've always seen the manifestation part, but never the action part. And so that's why I always described it as like just wishing. But hearing somebody say, yeah, manifestation is like a form of prayer, but you actually have to follow it up. I'm 100% behind that. Like that but that also, like, I feel like even in prayer, you have to follow it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are multiple times in the Bible that people have prayed for something and they still had to do the thing to get that. Yep. And, I mean, Sarah and Abraham prayed for a child. 
They still had to have sex. That's how Ew. children come. That, like, <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are, there are multiple Spotify, points. <laughs> there are multiple points throughout the Bible where people have prayed for something. And God has been like, okay, this is how you're going to get it. You still have to follow it up with that action to get that thing. I feel like part of it, too, both like in a manifestation sense and a prayer sense, the more you manifest it or pray for it, the more that it's on the forefront of your brain. So the more that you're going to be aware of it, the more that you're going to be in tune to what it is you're working towards. And I think that's where you kind of get this idea, especially for people who are non-religious and they're manifesting these things. I think that's where they're like, oh, yeah, manifestation works because I manifested that I'm going to start this business and I'm going to hit X, Y, and Z goals. It's because in their mind they're manifesting this in the sense that they're continuously thinking about it, thinking of different ways, different steps of how they're going to get from point A to point B. Versus prayer, I feel like, is a very similar sense of, oh, like I am asking God for guidance, I'm asking God for help in this area of my life. And if you continue to pray for it, you're continuing to have that on the forefront of your mind. But I feel like manifestation versus prayer, prayer, you're looking to God for guidance more than you would be looking to yourself for guidance. And I feel like that's where that difference comes into play, in a sense. And I think it does. And I think both I mean I personally don't manifest things because I pray instead, but I feel like they both have their positive outcomes and they have their reasons. Now do I think if you're manifesting something that some good energy aura is going to be the thing that magically gets you whatever it is that you're manifesting? No, absolutely not. But I think it's a motivational psychological thing, psychological thing for yourself and for others too. I mean, I think it's something that I think it's something that people put a lot more power behind than is what is really there, but I don't think it's completely so, from a religious aspect, then, it sounds like the, and I'm absolutely not condemning or criticizing manifestation, I'm from a religious perspective only, as in God is real and you have this faith, then the difference between prayer and manifestation would essentially be pride, is the way it sounds like. Because with manifestation, you're doing it yourself. But from a religious point, we are aware that we do nothing on our own. I think so. it's also the whole like universe. Like I think people think they are working with the greater energy of the universe. Okay. So. so like they they believe like the universe, which is like I think yeah, using a different word instead of God, like is hearing their thoughts and is going to give that to them. So it's I guess it is kind of just like relying on yourself, but I do think from what I've heard that they believe in a greater force. Uh, so it's essentially yeah. a different thing. Yeah. yeah. My one step further, because I was going to kind of mention the same thing that Katie was bringing up, um, whether or not you're actually doing it for selfish reasons or not, manifesting, you are having your own personal desire that you're speaking out to the universe. Whereas if you go to the orthodox idea of prayer in Christianity, it's aligning your heart with God, saying, like, this is the stuff that I'm struggling with, the stuff that I want. Please make sure that my heart and mind are in tune with yours. Make sure I only want and think and say things that you want me to think, feel, and say, compared to the very American idea of, like, well, I really want, like, my business to take off, or, oh, I really want a girlfriend, or, oh, I really want, like, this to work out for me. The reason that those prayers don't, yeah, answer is because again you're not asking God to align your heart with his you're saying I want I want I want I want now it doesn't mean that God doesn't answer prayers when you're wanting something but again manifesting is I I believe this is where I'm supposed to go I, I just want this and they expect a one-to-one -one transaction they expect like if I'm wanting this I'm going to put my energy out into the world I'm going to do this 
compared to at least the orthodox perspective is I have all of these wants and desires. God, I'm going to work for you. So alter my desires to fit in line with yours and we'll go from there compared to, no, we like, I want this one-to-one ratio compared to one to whatever God's ratio is. Like how much do I need to change to get there? If you're doing prayer correctly, yes. yes. That's what I was also going to add to a lot of people view. I think a lot of people view prayer. Even I used to view prayer as like, I really want this promotion. Like, please let me have this promotion. But now it's that I've learned it's more beneficial for myself to pray about it in more of a way of please guide me to where you need me, where I would be more beneficial to myself and others. Like, if this is your will, like, please guide me to this promotion if this is your will. If not, clearly it's not meant to be, and I will find my path elsewhere, like, where God takes me. And I think that's also important. It's not just, please give me this, God. It's how, how can I follow your path and how can I be best to serve you and what you've given me? Which is modeled by Jesus in the Lord's Prayer, where he says, like, your will be done. And it's not my will, but yours, which mm-hmm. I think is, it, it is the, the kind of defining difference between manifestation and prayer is like this idea of, manifesting is a lot of a very selfish thing it's this is what i want this is what i want this is what i want but when you pray you end it with but not my will but yours Mm -hmm. like god i love this promotion but if it is not good for me or my family don't give it to me i would love this house but if it is not the right location for me to be serving you, don't give it to me. Right. That's where if you do the zoom out, it does get into the two large branches of prayer and that prayer of hope of Christian prayer, going back to that archaic definition of, I trust you, God. Like, I trust that you have done this. You are doing it. You will do it. Please make sure that I am fitting in with that, like, journey that you're supposed to be taking. And I trust you that you're going to take care of me take me from point A to point B compared to manifesting is very much in that hope of I have control over the positive outcome. I hope that this positive outcome will come about. So it does very much get into that large dichotomy. We both have this idea of hope. One is a little bit, I mean, I'm going to say new age, both in the literal sense of it. It's the newer definition, but also in the new age sense of uh, like Western spiritualism and the archaic. We have the traditional value that if God has continued to do this, we see it time and time again. We have thousands of pages of God just doing everything that he's always said that he will do. And we're like, okay, God, I'm still part of your story. Let's let's get to point B. But when we also change the term hope, that's where we also change our perspective of the world around us. That instead of it being, I trust I will get to point B, whatever point B may be, it's, well, I really want this to be point B. So universe push me in that direction. So to clarify what I think everyone's saying, because you guys know I hate the English language, but there are certain phrases and certain terms to use that give very distinct meanings. Uh, So it sounds like manifestation isn't necessarily selfish or prideful because you could be manifesting somebody else's well-being, but it sounds like manifestation is more self-oriented. It's oriented towards the goals you want, whereas prayer, if done correctly, is the exact opposite. It's not about what you want. It's about doing what the Lord wants you to do. Very much so. I would, I would say, especially with uh, secular humanism, which is like what a lot of modern spirituality is uh, centered on, it is very much that. It's not in the sense of like, oh, I'm selfish, I'm prideful. You can't theoretically 
be selfless, but it is very much human oriented. You're yeah. not thinking about in the grand scheme of God's story, like what am I supposed to be doing? It's well, this is my story. Like I want to write the next chapter. And the thing is, a lot of Christians, they might call themselves prayers. They're still manifesting. So that's where I, it's not, oh, this is only those darn new age spiritualist, pagan, <laughs> wicked, Lana Del Rey listening people. It's Christians do this too. I have had to explain to my kids on Sunday so many times, like, no, you don't get to just ask God for an Xbox. No, you don't get to ask God for this. Like, you might say, hey, you know what, God? I would really love to be able to hang out with my friends. They all end up playing on Xbox. If getting an Xbox allows me to connect with these guys better, awesome. If not, show me another way to connect with my community. That's them putting focus on God. It's not, oh, never ask for anything ever. It's what is the ultimate goal? If the ultimate goal is self-satisfaction or the ultimate goal is I got to check something off my box, then yeah, you are going to be essentially manifesting. But prayer is when you're saying, God, you have a story. I'm going to give the pen to you. You tell me what's coming up next. My next line of phrasing, which I'll divide this one into um, people newer to the faith, so to speak, such as myself and you two, um, versus people who have grown up with the faith. Um, And it sounds much more like I actually do have a lot of hope in the traditional archaic sense. So, like, what what I'm meaning is, like, when you're struggling with a really, really hard time, religious-wise, what does hope look like to you? Is it just that you just keep going because you have faith that in the end you have hope that he will make something better? Or is it, like, I don't even know how to put it because I don't know what it would be. When you're struggling with extremely difficult time of your life what does hope look to like to you versus somebody maybe newer to the faith when you struggled in the past what does hope look like for you like for me right now hope in my past would have been again nothing like hope doesn't matter you figure out what you want to do you figure out your goals and you try and make it and the reason I question whether I have hope now because most of you know my situation. I won't explain it on the podcast, but the way I looked at it, like someone said, well, doesn't God give you hope that you'll get through that? And I was originally like, no, I don't think God does give me hope because I know I'm going to get through it. I know he's going to give me the strength. That's not a question. I just have to go through this until I'm done with this season of my life. So no, I don't think that's hope. But now that I've been talking to you guys, I think it kind of is hope in the biblical sense. And so that hope for me, I guess where it changes for me is in the past, I would have been struggling with focusing on what I need to do, what mistakes am I making, what choices could I be doing differently, which I still do now, but my focus isn't around me. My focus is that I'm going to do my best and then God will take it the rest of the way. So splitting between the two people like myself that are newer versus people that have always been in the faith or growing up in it, so to speak, what does hope look like when you're in a really tough situation? I think for me, as someone who's newer to the faith, um, I agree with what you were saying. I feel like before I... Consider myself to be Christian, I feel like if I was going through a hard situation, I was more so just like, this sucks. When is it going to be over? Versus now, if I'm going something that's difficult, I still, like, no matter how hard it is, I still have, like, this, again, I mean, I guess it goes back into that, like, hope and optimism, but I have this, like, feeling of, I'm going to learn from this, and, like, something... Even if it's not to help myself, like, I'm going to be more equipped to help someone else. Like, I feel like I view some everything more as uh, either like a learning lesson or a teaching lesson. Like, something is going to come out of this, which is kind of 
where I struggle with that whole like everything happens for a reason thing, which I know that we've talked about before. It's so hard to get yourself out of that mindset of everything happens for a reason because that's not really how that works. But that being said, I do think that you can learn from a lot of difficult situations. And I feel like now that I'm in the faith, I have that perspective a lot more. And I feel like because of my faith, I have hope that the situation isn't going to be bad forever. And I have hope that regardless of how bad the situation gets, I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to have a reason or a purpose to help someone else either through this same situation, something similar, um, something different, but I feel like it still is equipping you with something. I feel like before I came to Moses, I was a lot more dependent on people. Like, I would have to, like, whenever I was having, like, a big problem where I didn't, like, know what to do, like, I always would have to, like, go to, like, my mom or my dad or, like, someone. And then, like, when I finally, like, was taking, like, like having my, like, faith in my life, I noticed I was a lot more independent and I was able to handle my problems with just me and God in my room. Like, that's where, like, for, like, a year, like, during COVID, like, my my resting spot would just be, like, my mental resting spot would just be on my bed, like, reading my Bible or, like, listening to something. And I noticed I didn't have to go tell someone, like, like oh, my God, like, I, I didn't have, like, that thing, like, oh, like, I felt so much more independent and... Like, I, I have, like, my own security blanket in my mind now. I don't need someone else. Yeah. I love that verse. God is kind of like a security blanket. He is. I feel so much more secure. I can be, I can be, I feel like I, I can get through, like, anything at this point. I mean, it would be hard for some things, but I feel like I can really get through anything. You're a cool dancer. Even hula dancing, I think God's gonna have to just really crush me to keep cooling. She's our resident uh, hula dancer here. She's gonna be famous one day. Mahalo. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, do, I really love that that God is like a security blanket. That's that's a great thing. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure with that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Get a security blanket. Oh, that good. Oh, that's actually. <laughs> um, what about? <laughs> click, click on our link tree and get that on our store. <laughs> <laughs> Typical rambling smirch. Oh, what about you, Kylie? If you don't mind me calling you up. That's okay. You don't have to speak, but if um, you have any stories. I was thinking, I don't know what I was but um, I feel like hope hasn't really changed for me. Since I started coming to church, I feel like hope has always just been like a feeling or just something I really say. Like, oh, well, hope that works out. <laughs> I don't really think too much into it. I feel like the only times I really lean on God is just when I talk to Him and say, okay, can you just like, give me some strength in this situation? Can you help me be calm? I just had a job interview, so I think it's fun to keep talking about those. <laughs> um, I actually just started recently praying. Like, I've been coming to this church for a long time. Three nights ago, I started praying, <laughs> and um, before the job interview, I was just like, can you please just, like, help me calm my nerves and sound regular? Like, I didn't just ask for the job. I just want him to be there with me. That's kind of, like, how I felt, even though I haven't really talked to God. I'm just like, well, he's going to be here with me through it all, but I don't really expect him to get me out of it. So I'm hoping to lean on him more, and maybe that'll end up changing my definition of hope or, like, how I feel, but right now... Our relationship is minimal. <laughs> That's fine. Um, what about, sorry, I'm asking you because I think out of all of us, you're kind of the newest to the faith. So not so much that like you're new to church, but newest things like prayer and other stuff. So trying to get, um, I don't want to phrase what it might sound mean, but like, like before I came to church, I had a non-religious feeling. So I'm curious as to when you went through difficult times before you started like praying or thinking about religion, did you have anything you leaned on that you considered hope? Or was there, what was hope without God, so to speak? 
Michigan, and you don't have an answer this time, I'm not trying to call you out. I think, I don't know, I feel like I kind of fumbled my way through life. Like, I don't think I ever really um, leaned too much on anything. And I think, like, my rock, rock bottom, <laughs> when I was in the worst time of my life, it was, like, a confirmation for me that there was no God. It was, like, the complete absence of hope. Like, nothing's getting me out of where I am. And then after sitting in that terrible place for a while, I, like, asked God. Like, I tried talking, being, like, am I just going to be here forever? Like, what do I do? I was married. <laughs> and I good. felt, like, this feeling of, I guess hope is the best way to describe it. Just like being told there is more for you, like you can leave. And so I think that was my first brush. But um, I think before leaving and like coming to church, it was just like the complete absence of hope. That actually makes that's very similar to how I was with the whole edge just on me. I love that story. I love that you're first definition of hope was when you did reach out. That's awesome. And congratulations on the job. Um, anybody else have a part for that? I think for me just um, I grew up in the church but like my my parents views on hope were very different than like what I really think that we should believe and like I've shared it multiple times that like my whenever my family was struggling with something my dad's version of prayer or hope was basically kind of just lying in a field and begging and so like that's I have a really really hard time with prayer and with hope because I have this idea of it just being like neediness with no action and like so many times in my childhood where we like nearly about to be kicked out of a house and my dad was just like well if we just get on our knees and yes god did pull us through but unfortunately i think that made it seem like that was the trick and that was how it worked yeah. and that was kind of the the faith that i was raised in was this like there's no action really needed all you have to do is just beg really hard and so the idea of hope for me was just really icky and like now growing and changing from that it's something that's really hard for me to like wrap my head around like what real hope is because i have this idea of it being this just like well if you beg really really hard or if you get to a really really low point he'll just pull you back up well that's kind of the misconception with like thoughts and prayers like a lot of my non-believer friends are like oh you just pray and things come true and i'm like no you have to put some effort into it too yeah so so the book of james faith without works is dead yeah and that's where i always struggled with people who i would see them pray and pray and pray and act like god was just their own personal genie mm -hmm. and that's where i laugh because depeche mode puts it pretty best with a their soft personal jesus where just like yeah, just listen to the prayers and always on the phone, always on the other end. It's like, no, God tells you. Same thing with when you talk to anyone. Like, if I just say, man, I really hope that we'll be able to repair our relationship. If you're not putting in the effort to repair that relationship, that that's nice that you would hope that it gets repaired. Nothing's going to happen because of it, though. So in that sense, uh, my idea when I got in a really hairy situation with my faith. It's uh, my hope was always centered on the general. Oh, we have a Did you hear my elbow pop just now. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest. special guest, Pastor oh, Adam. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Am I ruining this entire? Uh, no. Okay. No. We can edit the whole thing. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I'm just. Hello, yeah. goodbye. Okay. All right. Have a good night. Hi. We should keep that in. <laughs> we never edit. <laughs> we never edit. <laughs> we don't edit. That way our, our 20 fans will get a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was like, special appearance, Pastor Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bio with special appearance. <laughs>
They'll be waiting the whole episode like, wow, I can't wait to see what he has to say. Oh, did you hear my elbow? Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, but when I, I will ask him if he wants us to edit that out. Yeah. Uh, but for how I got out of sticky situations with, like, Hope, it was almost entirely centered on a, kind of a mixture of almost, like, begging and your will be done. So especially when I was trying to leave Venmo, which was uh, just about a year ago, um, just seeing so many people struggle with alcoholism and just like really seeing people throw their lives away, it got to the point where I'm getting down on my knees and begging, like, I just don't see the purpose. Like, I don't see, like, your story being written here. I'm trying to, like, see where it's happening. So, like, if you really want me to, like, please do write your story through me, like, at this store. If not, please. Like, I just, I can't stand watching people throw their lives down the drain anymore. Like, please take me out. But I think it's very much, I, yes, take me out, throw me away. Uh, I think it very much gets into this idea, like, at least for my hope, was, can we please change to the next chapter? Like, if you're not done with this chapter, totally fine. I think I'm really in need of, like, the next chapter. And there's a, a song by one of our, the biblical ramblings favorite folk band, The Riverside. <laughs> I'm going to speak that out. They are awesome. Uh, they have this uh, song that it very much goes to that whole idea. It's like, I'm ready for my season to change. Like, I'm very ready for this to be over. And I just need to, like, move on to the next chapter. And I think that was, like, the part that like really helped me get through is just knowing that there's so many biblical figures like yes your will be done like I'm going to do it but please if we can go to the next chapter real quick like if we can be done with this section because this section is like really draining me sometimes God just gives you a second wind like the amount of times where I thought I was going to be able to leave certain jobs or have another door open even when I got rejected from my doctoral programs when I got rejected from like, all these other jobs here and there. I was like, okay, yeah, God told me I'm still in this chapter. Like, I'm still going to finish this chapter. But at the very least, you know, I was like, okay, like, God does have something for in this section of my life. I'm either going to learn something, I'm going to meet someone, I'm going to do something. And very much like when Kylie's saying, like, I'm hitting my rock bottom. Like, am I ever going to get out of this? It's like, terrible things have happened. But now you have all the resources. So when you meet people in your life that are going through that, you're going to give them like that quick rope out, like pull them right out of that cistern. And I think it definitely does help. Where some people, like he was saying, uh, everything happens for a reason, how detrimental it is. Because the thing is, it's true to the sense of God is going to ultimately take everything that happens and create a reason out of it. He is not the proceeder where he's saying, oh, I am going to make this happen to you. So that way this happens. It's the world is corrupt. Satan is the one who rules over the earth. He's doing all these things on earth. I'm going to try to redeem everything that's happening around you. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Are both lights still working? This one's still working. It's picking up over here. But we're at 50 minutes anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not trying to cut you short. I didn't know about my guys. Uh, no, that's fine. It's just blinking. You still have more of that story you want to share? No, I mean, that was, that was pretty much the whole thing. Okay. Um, it just felt very anticlimactic no. to say that. I was like, all right, <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was anticlimactic because I was going to just kind of tag on to that. I feel like I'm in that point right now, too. Like, um, I when I was at Five Guys and I absolutely hated it, so much of my prayer was like, God, if there is any good you need me to do here, have me do it. If not, take me out of this place. And now I'm in another job, and, like, I I really do enjoy my job at Starbucks. But nobody that I work with other than, like, my one manager is a believer, and a lot of them are people who are partiers and, like, dive deep into stuff I am not interested in. And I have started to question, like, not that I'm unhappy with my job, but I'm just like the people that I'm surrounded by, like, 
is there a purpose for me being here? Like, is there something that I am doing that you want me to do? Or is this something that is like, is this a test for me to build my faith? Um, because it is a weird scenario where like, I do like quite a few of my coworkers, but could never see myself hanging out with them because of the kinds of things they do. And I'm kind of just like, so what's going on here, God? Because I just don't know what his plan for me there is. I'd like to yeah. definitely talk more about that off the air. Because I, I can give you plenty of experience of working with Satanists. And, You've got a couple yeah. of those there, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. one. Oh. Interesting. Um, if anybody else wants to talk, we'll just pass this mic around to one of our Um If not, I think I finish up with the battle statement. <laughs> I have a song to share. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> have you guys heard the song Even If by Mercy Me? No. Not in years. I love this song, but in the chorus it says, I know you're able and I know you can save through the fire with your mighty hand, but even if you don't, my hope is you alone. And like I listen to that and that's it gives me hope. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I find I'm not a huge fan of like music for motivation, but there are lyrics like that that make a big difference. Um I guess in closing what I'll say is because, again, I had come into this hoping to learn something about hope, which is a weird statement to say. Yes, I was manifesting. Um, but I put action behind it. We had to talk. Um, I feel much better about my hope now in a biblical sense, like whereas before I thought I had no hope at all and I thought there was something like wrong with me religiously because people always talk about hope. Um, now I'm seeing in a biblical sense, I think I actually have a lot of hope and in a non-biblical sense, hope is actually making a lot more sense to me now too, because of everything y'all have said. So I appreciate that. Um, I hope this <laughs> helps uh, anyone that's listening and is maybe struggling with the same type of topics, but we'll go ahead and sign off and talk to y'all later. Bye.